and welcome to another earnest episode of We Only Look Thin. Mm. I am one of your amazing and inspiring hosts, Catherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds. Wow. Uh, it is unlikely, but it is true, and we are here to tell you about it. And the we that I'm talking about is me plus my husband. Donald Weigel. Hi. We're about to tell you about the importance of being earnest, which is something I've never read. First, he goes to <laughs> camp, and then... Oh, yeah, Ernest goes to camp. That's what this episode is all about. I love those Ernest movies. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, can't say for sure I've ever seen one, but they're awesome. They're fantastic. Uh, um, and we're hey, fantastic. Hi. I am Donald Weigel, uh, internet tastemaker, uh, Instagram sensation, uh Twitter. Tweeter. Twitter. <laughs> yes, Twitter tweeter. Uh, and I have lost, uh, let's just call it 100 pounds. Let's call it that. And uh, I'm here to tell you about that. Yeah, so hi. Hi. So this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to switch it up. This is going to be us. the first part. <laughs> no, please don't sue <laughs> don't us. Don't sue us. Uh, this is going to be the first part of a three-part series. We have people who come up to us all the time. I've had people very recently who, um, you know, I work on television shows primarily and so I, I tend to meet a new group of people every few months, and uh, people come up to me, and they'll just say, wow, I heard, and I don't know who how they're hearing, I heard you lost a whole bunch of weight. How did you do it? How do I get started? And so we wanted to do an episode, um, a series that was both um, informative, a good place for people to start when they don't know where to start, and also a refresher course um, to remind people who are along their way of the basics, to get back to how you do it, how you get started. And this first episode, we're going to focus on mindset. Mindset. And that is something that I don't think I would have considered three years ago. No. Um, we, uh, as Donald said, to reiterate, uh, we're going to break this up into three episodes because we feel like uh, each one is a stepping stone to the other. So this one is going to be about motivation. And then next week's is going to be about uh, kind of actual actually practically getting started yeah Is that, I mean, we need I, a better word we for were going to talk about food, food. we're going to focus on food and eating and then the third one we're going to focus on movement um and the basics of getting going and starting your plan and figuring it out um but i think that people underestimate mindset and so that's why we're starting with that first and um to me the mindset ended up being the most important thing and still is the most important thing. And when I thought about going on a diet, um, I thought about it as a temporary fix. And uh, it was a, not a temporary fix, but a like it was a temporary thing. It was just like I would go on a diet for a little while. I would lose the weight that I wanted. And then what? You know, I didn't think about what happens after that. Do I go back to the way that I was eating? Um, did I do I? you know, continue with my old ways? And the answer is no. And you need to think about it as a lifelong process. And that was really the initial key for me. And, you know, Catherine said to me on one of our morning walks, I think I brought this up on a recent episode, she said, there is no finish line. And seriously, it was like the heavens open up and a light shone down. And I was like, holy cow, like, this isn't about finding a quick fix or just doing something temporary. I need to make 
lifelong changes. There is no finish line. This isn't over. It doesn't ever end as long as I'm breathing. Well, and I think too, if this is the first time you're listening, uh, Donald and I spent uh, our first 18, 19 years of marriage in sort of doing a codependent, uh, disordered eating and kind of being motivated to lose weight, but thinking of it as just like suddenly we'd be thin people and then we could eat whatever we want. But 20 years of messing around with weight loss gimmicks uh, taught us that, no, this is actually a lifestyle change. So the whole, like, when I started uh, in January of 2016, um, my mindset was not great. Uh, it was I was pretty desperate. No. I was pretty down. And I realized that my uh, my inner monologue was not going to get me where I wanted to be. Um, and the idea of mindset to start this out, like if, if this is your first uh, day trying to lose weight or you've done 50 other plans before and you, you don't know where to start, really thinking about your mindset and taking it slowly and really considering your thoughts and considering the way you look at your body, your uh, weight loss journey, your environment. There are so many different factors that play in. And I think instinctually we want a plan. We yeah. want we want someone to give us a food list. We, we, want, we want someone, someone to, to draw us a map. Like, hey, the the treasure on this map, the X on the map is you've lost all the weight, and you get there by going around the tree and through the gym and over the this food plan, and you get to the treasure finally. And that's what we want. Well, and and two, we definitely, you know, we still have people. You know, we have lost. Uh, each 100 pounds in the last three years. And we still have people go like, oh, the only way you can do it is like green smoothies or the, the what you got to do is cut out blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it, it feels urgent. It feels like this person has something figured out. And if I can just mirror exactly what they're doing, I'm going to be fixed. And if you're listening to this, you've probably have, have had weight issues for a while. Yeah. You've probably tried things before or at least considered them. And slowing down and taking this week, and as you're listening to this, we would really love for you to, um, as we go through kind of our, our mental shift uh, list, um, is to really think about the kind of person that you are today. Yeah. How active are you? How do you get most of your food? Is it through a window at a drive-thru? <laughs> Is it free snacks at work? Does it come in a bucket? Does it come in a bucket? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as an active person? Do you see yourself as a sedentary person? It is unrealistic to think that w someone's going to hand you a piece of paper and tell you the five things that you need to eat to suddenly be fixed because we are not fixed. Donald and I um, have been maintaining our weight loss for the last year or so, a little yeah. bit more, and we are not fixed. And so to think that there is a finish no, line. No, I still now, after losing the weight, like, you know, I would still have episodes with binging. I still have episodes with secret eating. I still, you know... I still go off the rails from time to time. But the difference now is that I don't use those as, as excuses to completely give up all of the progress that I've made so far. I know that this is a lifetime commitment, and I know that I have now built habits in place. I have systems in place that I can fall back on and rely upon 
even when I don't feel like doing it, even when I've gone off the rails, that allow me to get right back on my plan. Yeah. So Donald and I are going – sort of the way that this is going to work, Donald and I are going to go um, through some mindset shifts that we've had that we think have been really beneficial to our weight loss journey, journey adventures, journey adventures, journey whatever adventures, you want to yeah. call it. And we're going to reference episode numbers uh, from the past that we've done. We've had over 60 valuable and entertaining episodes. Yeah. So if, 65 if, total, but at least if, 60 of them have been entertaining. <laughs> um if binging all those episodes is a little daunting to you, you know, we're going to highlight a few. Uh, I trust me, it's worth binging every episode of this show, believe me. But if we're going to highlight a few that we think are, are especially beneficial on and this episode, we're going to talk about mindset um, and uh, getting started. Look, Three years ago, I could not have inspired a paperclip to hold two pieces of paper together. I don't want to. It's too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would like to think now we are inspiring legions of people out there, do, legions, do to lose weight. Okay. When you were growing up, just asking, yeah. and you would watch your favorite TV show, yeah. and they would have a recap episode where it's like, here's all the funny times that Kramer fell down. Oh, yeah. No, here, I'd roll my eyes here, and be Here really are the upset. times on Happy Days when they were not all happy yeah, days. Yeah, a clip show. Here, yeah, a clip show. This isn't a clip show. No. This is, uh, if you're thinking about skimming over this, this think, isn't the place Think of to this more it. as a greatest hits. Greatest hits. There we go. <laughs> um, but we have lots of different episodes that we've done that take super deep dives on all of the mental shifts, but this is going to be a, sort of a summary page, a, a Cliff's Notes yeah, of a, all of the inspiring things we've look, thought about. You know, you're getting started. This is where you start. If you need a refresher, if you've fallen off the wagon, so to speak, um, if you need a reminder of, of how to get back on track, this is where you go. Well, and you know what? There are people that I know who are like, what do I do? Who who have been listening to our show for a year and they still ask. And I'm like, what do you mean? We already talked about this. But people need refreshers. I know I need refreshers. I need refreshers all the time. And this show is refreshing. I've I've read some very inspirational books and I get all stoked about it. And then like a month later, I'm like, what I've was in that book? What, page, what section was that? about it. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, Donald... Um, do you want to start us off with kind of your your big number one? Uh... Yeah, the big number one that I've mentioned already, there is no finish line. Um, uh, and that was episode 23 of the show where we really took a deep dive into, um, into the lifelong nature of this. Um, it's not about a quick fix. It's not about finding a, you know, one weird trick about finding a particular, you know, short-term diet plan that was going to work. Um, this is about making lifelong changes. It's about uh, making little incremental steps and fundamentally changing the type of person that you are um, and becoming somebody who, who, you know, is very responsible with what they eat and responsible with how they move and, um, not thinking about a short term, like I really need to get down to a certain weight and then I'll be fixed, but thinking about a long term, lifelong changing who you are from a fundamental, deep down place. Well, and one of the things that really hit me when I started this, it, thinking about the kind of person that you want to be, um, I was the kind of person who would uh, eat dinner with our daughter. 
And then I would eat her leftovers uh, as I would be very helpful clearing. No, no, no. I will clear the plates. And then I would eat like a garbage person off of her (laughs) plate. And then when she would go to bed, I would do some secret eating. And I got to the point where I was like, this is undignified. And speaking of the person I wanted to be, I did not want to be an undignified person eating garbage food in secret. And so that is something that I have changed over the last few years, or at least really focused on. And there's no Weight Watcher plan that, or, you know, whatever X plan that's going to talk about secret eating habits and emotional eating habits. And, you know, it it feels like there is a finish line. I'm going to do this 30-day fix. And then Binge suddenly- eating, soothing yourself with food. Suddenly all of these I'm going to be a new person. And it's not about becoming this fixed person who just eats off of a calorie plan or eats off of a food list. This is being a student of yourself and becoming that new version of yourself, the person who who sees this as not, you know, you're not losing 20 pounds for a wedding. You're not losing uh, 30 pounds for swimsuit season. Yeah. This is about never seeing it as over. And uh, maybe that's scary, but it's also like, oh, you know what? I've lost weight before. I've lost 100 pounds before. And I gained it back because I thought as soon as I touched that finish line that I could go back to my old habits. And my old habits get my old results. Yeah, it can be overwhelming to think about the fact that there is no finish line. and But for me, it's more comforting. I mean, it's it's more about the fact that, oh, I actually, like, there's no, there's also no deadline for me to do this. Like, there's no, like, I don't have to lose all this weight in three months or a year or two years or five years. Like, I can progress at my own pace. I don't have to be overwhelmed with with choices and immediately become a perfect, you know, uh, fitness machine. I can do this in gentle steps and take as long as I want to do it. And... And that really, for me, was comforting and eye-opening. Like, if I lose a pound a month, I'll be down 12 pounds in a year. I'll be down 60 pounds in five years. Like, imagine how great it will feel in five years to be down 60 pounds instead of being the same weight or having gained 60 pounds in that amount of time. Well, and I think it ties into uh, my second point. So the first first point is no finish line. Did I step on your second point? No, not at all. Okay, good. Um, Sorry, I think you expected a sassy response from me, but no, it's all good. Um, my, my second point is you do not have to figure all of this out today. Right. Our instincts are to get the materials, to join the group, to join the gym, to plan the, the, the trainer, to throw out everything in, out in a montage and have suddenly all new produce in the house and throw out all of your yeah. treats. You want to become the overnight like poster child for the keto diet or for paleo or for intuitive eating or, you know, you want to immediately go from eating whatever you want to, uh, you know, diving into 800 calories a day. Well, and we want to prove to ourselves almost emotionally that we really mean it. Yeah, that we're in this time, that this time we mean it. And it gets into, uh, there's a part, there's an episode uh, number 47, coming in hot. Yeah. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Which is which is that instinct of like change everything today, new me, new year, new you, new everything. Yeah. Because it gives us the that initial rush to say like we're really in it to win it as they say and that 
fades quickly. Yeah. That that first blush, that first kiss, that first like, see, I'm really in it. The new materials, the new workout gear, all of that feels like a great intention, but it burns out really quickly. Um, and so we're we want you to understand that today isn't the day where you figure it all out. Yeah, like people who are recently converted to something tend to be the most um, open and vocal and excited about it. And, you know, it's sort of like, you know, oh my goodness, I just discovered this new thing. Like everyone has to hear about it. And you you become this preacher for whatever, you know, sort of plan you've jumped on. And um, that sort of enthusiasm is really difficult to maintain over a lifetime. Well, and it's like jet fuel. Um, I know nothing about how to get a rocket into outer space. No, but there not, are, not even a little bit. There's something called a booster, I think. Sure. Uh, there's a sure. booster, there's a rocket. And, There's uh, fuel, and they mix together, and they fire. Yes. Yeah, but um, that gets you off the ground quickly. But then it it doesn't keep you in the air. You reach escape velocity. Yeah, or something. Um, but it's that initial movement that it seems like a great idea, but it's how I've always failed in the in the past. Yeah, that, like do it all, and then suddenly three days later. Uh, you're out of energy because you've wasted all your fuel. So we're talking about taking it slow and being okay with that. Yeah, for sure. And um, another part of this is um, not waiting for motivation to to strike you. Like chances are, if you're listening to this, you probably have some motivation or you need it. However, it it's more about doing it anyway, even when you don't have the motivation. And we've got an episode called The Motivation Bus. It's episode 37, where we take a deep dive. I keep saying deep dive into this deep topic. Deep drive. Oh. <laughs> um, see what you did there? Yeah, we like puns and stuff. Yeah, we so, do. Uh, but motivation is something that I relied on for 20 plus years to lose weight. And it gets into that the coming in hot thing. It's like suddenly today I'm like, I'm in it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw out everything. I'm going to start over. Everything's going to be different. And that doesn't take you very far. Again, it's that quick burn and it's the actual momentum, the, the, the doing the habits, the boring habits over and over again that actually get you where you want to go. Motivation yeah. is great while it's there, but it is fleeting and it is unpredictable. Yeah. So yeah, you never know when that motivation bus is going to come around. You could be standing at that bus stop waiting for it for a very long time. And in the meantime, you're still engaging in your old habits. You're still eating uh, in an unhealthy way. You're still not moving. You're still gaining that weight rather than just doing something, anything like set a minimum. Like set something small that you that you commit to doing, whether you feel motivated or not, and get started. Yeah, and part of that also goes into and 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 we've kind of said it is there is no one right way to do this. There is no one perfect plan that works for everyone. No, there is no one perfect workout. There is no one perfect food. There is no one weird trick. And in our uh, episode twenty five. We talk about being flexible with the method. And just because something worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work now. Just because something didn't work in the past doesn't mean it's not going to work now. It's all a work in progress, and it's about being a student of yourself and seeing it all as an experiment. And it doesn't mean that you're broken if something works for your sister and doesn't work for you. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you hate green smoothies. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, like... I spent so many years 
hearing from other people, if you don't do this, you're not going to be a success. If you don't do that, you've got to have this to be a success. You've got to be a morning person. You've got to eliminate this from your diet. You've got to do this workout. And all of those got to's and should's and the only way, letting go of 40 years of stories that yeah. family and you know the, the health industry told me about the way to get this done, letting go of all that was so powerful. Yeah, so it is very important to open up your mind and to be um, to be willing to accept new ideas, uh, willing to accept the fact that you might be wrong about yourself, that that there might be other ways to do things, that um, that you might be the kind of person who can do this. It's it's very important to make that shift. And I think we get into these notions where, like, oh boy, you know that that particular diet worked really well for me, um, you know, but did it because you ended up gaining the weight back in, you know, in the first place, the diet that works really well is the one that you can do forever. Yeah. And uh, going back to you might be wrong about yourself. That was episode 54, where we're open to the possibility that we don't know everything about ourselves. And to say to yourself, oh, that never works for me, or oh, you know, I'm I am of Polish heritage and made of pierogi yeah. and I can never change myself. Like, I can never give up sour cream. I can never give up mayonnaise. Like, you know what? You can do a lot more than you think you can. And you are the kind a kind of person who is capable of great and wonderful things. And telling yourself that uh, is a very important um, a part of this mindset shift. Well, and thinking too about, you know, as you go through this week, what stories do you rely on about yourself? What stories are loopholes for you that keep you from living up to a potential? Because I built myself around old stories. You know, it's too late. I'm too old. I work too much. I can't afford a gym. You know, I could never give up carbs. Um, you know, there are so many ways that we tell ourselves limiting beliefs about yeah. ourselves that are not serving us. And if if you're sitting listening to this right this very minute, wherever you are in your journey, what limiting belief do you have about yourself? I can never, I could never, I, sh you know, I should be able to do this. I am old enough. I should have figured this out by now. How are your thoughts serving you? Like really think about that as you go through this week. Yeah. And like, I feel like since the time we're born that we just have this hammered into us, this notion that we are being put into a box that we get to a certain age and, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. How many times has somebody told you that, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? I am almost 50 years old and I now, I mean, at age 47, I started this this weight loss journey venture and I... I, you know, I got to my weight goal. And if I can do it at that age, if I can completely change myself at that age, I feel like I can change anything that it's not too late that I, you know, I even at this age, I could start a musical instrument, I could learn that foreign language, like it doesn't even just stop with weight loss. But I believed that I was stuck, that I was, you know, that I had no way to escape the mold that I was in, that I was too busy, that I was too tired, that I worked too much. And uh, believe me, if I can do it, then you can too. 
Well, and it falls into having a growth mindset. We all have people in our lives who are either just starting out their careers or learning something new or kids in our lives that uh, like little stupid babies who can't even walk yet. Stupid (laughs) babies. Um, You know, the stupid babies in your life. Wow. (laughs) Um, We're calling babies stupid now. But just going back to the growth mindset, kids fall down over and over and over again until they're able to stand. And then they're able to take a step and walk. And we get to an age, whether it's in your 40s or 50s or 60s, and you think that you're not capable of change. And at every stage of our lives, we are capable of learning something new. And being open, having a growth mindset is critical. It is so critical to change. Like instead of, I'm not good at this, saying, I am not good at this yet, but I will learn. Instead of, I'm great at this, say, I practiced and I learned how to do this. We forget that it takes time. Like, even if you think, you know, I mean, there is a danger in thinking that you're perfect at at something and not remembering how, how much effort it took to get where you are, whether it's in business or playing an instrument or in a sport or whatever. It's all a learning process. Yeah, for sure. And don't discredit that. Instead of saying this is too hard, say this will require effort and finding the right strategy. Like, not not one plan is going to work for everyone. Not one food, not one perspective. And being open to that growth mindset of change is really empowering. Um, so so please consider that as you go through this, that this is, this is learning, this is investigation. And something might work for a little while, and then it, it might stop working. And being okay and not being defeated by that. Like, I gave up Weight Watchers 20 times because I felt like I had failed the plan. And it's okay to learn from mistakes and keep moving forward. And you're able to take, though, the things that worked for you from Weight Watchers, you know, the the tracking everything that you eat part of it. Like, I I found that skill that Weight Watchers trained me to do, uh, I find invaluable. And it's, it's super helpful to me even now. And, you know, I am thankful for that, even though I... I did not do Weight Watchers to lose this. Um, if that is your thing and uh, you can stick to that forever, then fantastic. But I took that one piece of that and I learned that lesson and I still use it today. Well, and another thing that I didn't consider was the emotional side of why I ate. And emotional eating eating to self-soothe, eating because you're bored, eating because it's just, you know, it's just what you do to pass the time. I spent so much time just, if I open the refrigerator, I got a snack. If I open the cupboard, I got a snack. If I was putting away groceries, I got some food. Really thinking about all of those absent-minded choices that you make every day, eating off of your kid's plate, taking a bite off of your partner's plate, grabbing a bagel in the kitchen at work because it's there, thinking about all the little ways every day that you absentmindedly make a choice that isn't in your best interest. And then you say to yourself, I have no idea why I'm 300 pounds, which is something I've said to myself. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a small anecdote, Donald had uh, someone at work recently. Uh, wanna, do you want to talk about them who they had never done anything on weight loss? Yeah. Um, they, uh, a, I work on TV shows, as I've said many times, and a um, one of the drivers on the show uh, came up to me and he said, 
um, hey, I heard that you lost a lot of weight and I um, I feel like, you know, I've been, I got a Fitbit and I've been getting all these steps. I've been, you know, walking and walking and I just, it's, I'm not losing anything and I don't understand. And I asked him, you know, how much, how many calories he had been eating a day and he had no idea. It had never occurred to him. And so I gave him some, uh, you know, I told him, look, just start counting from where you are, figure out where you are. And um, he did. And long story short, um, he reduced his calorie count uh, to between 2,100 and 2,500 a day. And um, he's now down six pounds in three weeks after doing that. And it had never occurred to him in all this time to count those calories. Well, and two, those absent-minded, like getting nachos in a soda. Oh yeah, yeah. And... We have you know we have treats on on set all the time, and you know he was like, it never occurred to me that like eating the afternoon nachos that the craft service guy has was you know responsible for this. And I mean, it sounds you know it sounds kind of crazy, but when when you're not really adding up everything that you eat, it may seem like you're not. Um, not eating as much as you are, which I definitely discovered when I started doing this. Well, and on the the mindset side, you know, being in a position where you're open to new information and taking things in, it doesn't mean that you have to follow every piece of advice that anyone gives you. You are a grown-up capable of doing hard things. You have, I mean, think of all of the things that you've been through in life, all of the challenges that you have overcome. Like, this whole weight loss thing is no joke. It is hard work. It is not a party every day. And it is okay for it to be boring and to be uninspiring and to just be yeah. something that you like how it, how inspiring is it to put on fresh socks every day you don't do it because it's rad and fun you do it because you like it is just what you do yeah and getting rid of the notion that like this is a jazzercise commercial or some like party every day. I think it's really important to really be okay with the sheer boredom and repetitive nature of having good habits. And we'll talk more about the habits uh, in future episodes. But like just the mindset of like, this is my life. Like I am a responsible adult who is capable of hard things and I am going to press forward and not quit and continue to challenge my beliefs and challenge my habits to better myself. And the flip side of that, though, is that it doesn't have to be the hardest thing in the world. Like, if you hate going to a gym, don't go to a gym. Like, if you if you hate doing a particular kind of exercise, don't do that exercise. But you have to do something. You have to find something. And what we've advocated throughout this entire uh, process is breaking off all of these things into bite-sized chunks, things that you think that you can handle. When we started, it was just five-minute walks. It wasn't the you know miles of walks that we do now. Um, it, it wasn't immediately go to a starvation diet. It was slowly and steadily build habits and start small and let it grow. Um, let it be that snowball that rolls down the hill and eventually becomes an avalanche. Well, and it ties into that not figuring it all out at once. The one thing that I did decide from the very first day was that I just was not going to quit. 
I was not going to give up on myself. There was no going back. There was no finish line. And I didn't know at that time that I was going to lose 100 pounds. I just knew I had to figure it out and I had to move forward imperfectly to get it done. Um, Another episode that we have is uh, episode 33 called 365 surprises and this is kind of my final one of the of of this episode is the notion that life is going to get in the way yeah work is going to get in the way uh we have been working on a project with our daughter all weekend you're going to have work obligations family obligations bagel fridays taco tuesdays holidays Family tragedies, family celebrations. Yeah, you'll you'll be unexpectedly invited out to lunch or dinner, and you can't say no. And and you've got to be prepared for all of these things to come into place. So the 365 surprises episode just kind of breaks down um, all of the ways that life is going to interfere with you making progress. And I used to want to shelter in place and hide to do the perfect plan, not go off the rails, um, you know, not go to parties, not go to lunch, and hide from real life wanting for the perfect diet plan to work so that I could reach the finish line, so that I could go back to the all-you-could-eat buffet and do it all over again. And now understanding that every morning is a fresh start it's a new opportunity for choices, that there is no finish line, that just because I had an indulgent day or an indulgent weekend or an indulgent vacation doesn't mean that I'm not capable of moving forward and making additional progress. And that leads right into the final episode I wanted to highlight, which is episode 46. There is no I in quit. Um, You cannot quit. Like, what are you quitting? Are you quitting on, you're quitting on yourself. Like, there's no quitting this. It's just, it's the rest of your life. It's it's how you are living. Um, you know, if you're quitting, you're quitting your diet, you're quitting your exercise, you're just quitting on yourself. And adjusting your mindset and realizing that it's not about quitting anything. It's about um, becoming the person that you want to be and putting all of the habits in place that are going to um, pay off for you. And you'll be so proud of yourself when you do. Um, you can't quit yourself. You, you're, you're tied to yourself. You're handcuffed to your own self and you're stuck with yourself. And you might as well work on uh, becoming the person that you want to be instead of a person that you don't want to be. Well, and we've already been through all of the phases of our lives where we – indulge, where we give up, where we um, just decide it's too much for us to bear. And we pay a price for every choice that we make, every positive choice, every helpful choice, every unhelpful choice. And the idea of not quitting is making a promise to your future self that you're going, you're worth fighting for, that you are worth taking the time out of your life to invest in yourself. And it's not a selfish endeavor. It is, it makes everything in your life better. When you take care of yourself, you're in a position to give more at work, to be more generous of spirit, to help those around you, to not be a victim of your circumstance anymore. And being kind to yourself, 
changing the way you speak to yourself, changing your expectations, your feelings of self-worth, um, all of that matters. And I think we're going to um, finish up with a couple of or a, a few books that we have read along our uh, journey. Yeah, journey these, these books are particularly focused on the mindset and about uh, changing um, all of these things that we're talking about. And um, the first one I wanted to mention is the one I've read most recently, which is um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's not specifically a weight loss book, but it's it really um, puts into focus this idea of breaking off these larger goals into very small, manageable ideas and building on them. In this case, Atomic, um, you know, you might think of Atomic as being a giant explosion. In this case, it's about the very tiny atoms that, that build and build and build until um, your habits become uh, these giant uh, snowballs that, you know, become just part of your life. Well, and and part of that too, and on the mindset shift, and as you're going through the next stage of your journey, is the idea that every little bit matters. It doesn't have to be monumental. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking new science. It's just making parts of your life better over time. Donald is applying this book in other areas of his life too. This Every area affects your food choices. If you're able to have a more clutter-free home, if you're able to have a clutter-free inbox, if you're able to make small progress on many parts of your life all at once, you're creating a less emotional space for yourself. And emotional eating was a really big part of my journey and the excuses that I made. So focusing on those atomic habits, those small changes uh, has has really been uh, beneficial to us all. Um, and, and that's a very technical, very... Um, sort of unemotional kind of Vulcan scientific approach. Yeah. But we've also read another book called The Gifts of Imperfection by Dr. Brene Brown. Yes. And that is a much more emotional side of weight loss. Not every book is going to appeal to everyone. Some people need cold, hard facts uh, to get through. Atomic Habits is a good factual book. Uh, but The Gifts of Imperfection is about how – we carry shame and how we carry our vulnerability and how it affects our ability to be our, our authentic selves. Yeah. And it's about like realizing that you don't have to be perfect um, and that trying to hold yourself up to these standards of perfection um, is just a recipe for unhappiness and never achieving your goals. Because the more we isolate ourselves, the more shame we carry about our food choices, uh, the more we feel like we have to pretend around people and be some inauthentic version of ourselves, the more it leads to secret eating and emotional eating and shame and pity. And it starts this spiral of negativity that all builds our character. And uh, so this book was super uh, helpful and important for me to really understand that not everyone is worthy of sharing my journey with, my shame, my experience. We've talked on this uh, podcast about my experiences uh, with bulimia, with secret eating. Um, and 
not everyone in your life needs to know your full story. So being open to understanding your personal uh, boundaries and your shame and building a community around yourself um, of positivity can really help your journey. So that's more of the feelings uh, side of things. Yeah. Another book um, that we wanted to highlight is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. PhD. PhD. Uh, This book I learned about on another podcast called By the Book. If you want a glossy overview of uh, that, if you go to By the Book and look up uh, what to say when you're talking, when you talk to yourself, uh, that podcast does sort of an overview of it. I've got to say this book is super helpful. Um, it takes a little while to get to its point, but the idea of self-talk being important in uh, your weight loss adventure uh, journey really matters. The way you talk about, I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm worthless, I'll never figure this out, it's yeah, too late for me. using those words to describe yourself, like whether you really believe them or not, in on a certain level, you, be, you end up believing them. And telling yourself that you can't do something, then you want to be right about that. And you will be right about if you tell yourself you can't. Telling yourself that you're fat or stupid or that you're just incapable of something really um, uh, affects your mindset. And you can reprogram your mindset by telling yourself that you can do these things, that you're capable and that you really um, are somebody who can accomplish your goals. Well, and to kind of uh, put a put an end put an end to all of this. Um, <laughs> there, there's a passage in the "What to Say to Yourself" book that really resonated with me, and perhaps we'll 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 end on on this final message. Um, he talks about all of our experiences, all of our choices, all of our self talk, all of the things that we have learned in our lives about the uh, the, the thoughts that we have around our weight our self-worth, stories that our family tell us about what we're capable of, of, of doing. Oh, you'll never lose weight if you do that. Oh, if you haven't figured it out by the time you're 25, it's too late. All of those old stories about ourselves, and, and this is where the kind of capstone thought is on all of this. Your mindset is old furniture in your house, and he talks about this in the book. You have all of these old notions about what you're capable of, what you're, what, what's too late, what's just in time, uh, what works and what doesn't. As you're building your future self, you're bringing in fresh ideas, fresh perspectives, and fresh thoughts. If you keep – so those are the new, new furniture, new ideas. Yeah. If you keep all of that old furniture in your house, those old I- limiting beliefs, the, that limiting mindset, if you keep those in your house – you're not leaving room for the new and fresh ideas. Yeah. We have to we have to set adrift. We've got to sell all of the old ideas yeah, and the old furniture. Get that furniture out. Have it have a yard sale. Like put an ad in uh, Craigslist but something. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. All of those old beliefs. But don't leave it on the curb for someone else to deal with. That like they do in our neighborhood. <laughs> Don's getting personal. Oh yeah. But I was talking about actual we furniture. We need a a fresh start a clean slate, the possibility of change at any stage in our journey. Every day we wake up, 
the idea that new things are possible, that new ideas are in front of us that we haven't even figured out yet. Donald and I do not have all the answers, but what we do have is a growth mindset. And knowing now the possibility for change at our age, that Don is inspiring, uh, you know, people older than him who have never counted a calorie or don't even know where to start. We are all, wherever we are, whatever age we are right now, we are capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And we are so grateful that you are listening to this, that you are maybe getting little pieces of wisdom. Uh, We've been talking for a long time. If you get something out of this episode, a new frame of reference, a new idea, and a new belief in yourself, like we're doing our job. Yeah. And we, like, I didn't believe in myself three years ago. And having a a space now to inspire others uh, is just, it it is really important to us. And uh, so thank you for for trusting us with your uh, experience and your journey as you're figuring it out. You can do this and you will do this. Because you are capable of so much. Like, if we can do this, you can do this. Uh, you are, It is never too late to to carve a new path for yourself. So, um, so yeah, that's what we have to say. And in the, the next episode, uh, we're going to talk more about actual brass tacks. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna get down to the food uh, end of this and um, some actual practical advice on uh, how to eat. Yeah. Because we like eating. That's what it's all about. We sure but, do. But this week, think about your choices. Think about your absent-minded choices. Think about your feelings around why you're eating. Um, just pause for a second and consider uh, where you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and why you're doing it. And yeah. uh, and, and be aware, like I am very aware now, when I'm trying to soothe myself with food, I catch myself doing it, and I ask myself, am I doing this because I want to feel better or because I just want an excuse to eat? And that's been a real breakthrough for me. Yeah, so you don't have to figure it all out this week. We have not figured it all out this week, and we are still <laughs> working on figuring it out. So, uh, so more to follow. But, uh, but thank you so much for for listening and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, if you some- want to listen to some of these more episodes that we've highlighted, you can find us at weonlylookthin.com. Yeah, you can uh, download us uh, on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah. Uh, oh, and all those books that we mentioned too are available as audiobooks as well. So if you're somebody who likes podcasts. Uh, you know, consider audiobooks, which is the way I like to, you know, read in air quotes. Read with his ears. Read with my ears, exactly. Um, um, you-, well, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And um, if you have gotten something out of this, it would be a real help to us if you went to iTunes and left us a rating. Um, and uh, if you really feel like it, uh, leave us a review. It could just be a couple of short words. We have 195 uh, stars yeah. on, uh, well, not stars, but uh, reviews. But reviews on. Uh, on iTunes, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, like I'm. You could be the two hundredth reviewer. Yeah, wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, but you can find us on Instagram at We Only Look Thin, Facebook at We Only Look Thin, uh, t- Twitter, Twitter, at Twitter we only look at thin. We Only Look Thin, and uh, or you can email us also at uh, We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. Yeah, and I will. Uh, I'll put some uh, links to these uh, the books we talked about in the show notes. We didn't do a product of the week, and te- technically not a tip of the week this week. Um, but um, if you're interested in checking those books out, um, I will put some links in. 
Yeah. So um, whether or not you believe that you are brave and capable and capable of figuring it all out, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.